Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Aren't you glad? I'm telling you, Jesus is coming soon. Something about saying that just kind of charges the atmosphere, doesn't it? I mean, Jesus is coming. Those are the last words in Revelation. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. We are the saints of the ever-living God. Hallelujah. We got the pedal to the metal, I'm telling you. I'm, you may, some people look around and see everything that's wrong, but we're looking up and we got something that's so much right, so much light, so much, we got more victory than there is trouble. And it just causes us to be hopeful. Christ in you is the hope of the world. Oh, Glory. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to help I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Somebody. So this hour and this day, oh, don't expect things to always go a certain way. But enter into what the Spirit of God is doing. Enter into His ways and His things, His, His, uh, His, uh, uh, Actions and opportunities for in the, doing that you will open up a greater avenue of possibility and as you step in oh and your toe touches that which the Lord is doing oh it will cause a, a, a great expanse to come and the flow of the spirit that will cause much to be done oh don't sit and wonder if it could happen to you but step in step in you're made for this hour you're made for this truth so don't sit back and let lies and emotions handicap or hinder or or hold you back but step forward in faith oh the spirit of God will help you with that and lift up your voice and sing when it feels or seems like all is lost. Lift up your voice and praise him. Oh, the Lord of hosts. Lift up your voice and lift up your eyes and you'll see things look different than you thought they did. Jesus is alive. He is king of kings. Hallelujah. 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 Well, there's a song everybody sings. I don't know it. But it's saying that this is a church on fire. Fire. Is this a church on fire? Oh, I mean, sometimes just praise so long that the pastor has to come up and say, Shut up. Listen. I mean, just keep going. Till he has to say, Come on. Wait. Oh. Something about you that you're so excited. Oh, I tell you, with a band and, and a singers like this, yeah. how could you not be? Now, this is Sunday night. Now, we didn't come here tonight. So we don't want you to come here tonight to just 
wonder what's going to happen. Let me oh. watch and see what's going I know you know better than that, but I'm, I'm talking to the ones no, you don't know. Than but I'm here to oh, tell you tonight, tonight, just, just take off the brakes. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know in fact, I, I, there, there, I know there were, there were some times. In, there, remember, remember the time? Remember the meeting? Who all was here in the beginning? Who all was here in the beginning? Oh, oh uh, well. What do you want to know? Oh, only, only what, 10 of you? No, Fifteen, twenty. Give me five. Give me five. Uh, okay. Okay. Do you remember that? Remember that one meeting when the crippled girl's legs grew out, you know, and stuff. Would you know her daughter has the same thing? She was going to try to get here tonight. Are you here, Tracy? She's here. Huh? There she is, right there. Hallelujah! Are you here, Tracy? Praise God! You bring your daughter. No, you didn't bring your daughter. We're going to pray. We're going to lay hands on you to go back and lay hands on her. Hallelujah! Come here, Tracy. Quick, quick, quick. I mean, just all kinds of wild things would happen here. And, you know, I, I knew that pastors didn't know what we were doing. And we knew we didn't know what we were doing. And um, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Tell you, yeah, come on all the way up. I want people to see you in your, your, your pink coral. Your, yeah, you're in your jeans and everything. Who cares? Uh, tell them what happened that night. It was here. Uh, yeah, it was. It was in High Springs. Um, I was going to Melody. And you all had been ministering at Melody. The Melody night. in Live Oak. In Live Oak. We won't talk about them. Oh, okay. So anyway. Um, you had been there the night before, and I felt like I needed to have prayer because I had scoliosis, and I had one leg shorter than the other. And um, I didn't go up, didn't respond, and uh, burdened me all night long. So the next day I asked my mom, because I was 16 at the time, please drive me down to High Springs. And um, she did. You were 16? 16. 16. She asked her mom, get me there. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you prayed. I finally, at the end of the altar call, asked you to pray over me, and you all did, and my leg grew out, and I've never had a problem since. I want somebody to come down here and put your hands on her. Who knows how to agree? She has a 16, 16-year-old daughter dealing with the same thing. 14. I want some, I want some ladies in here who know how to pray. Get out here and agree with her right now. What's her name? Sarah. Sarah. What a great name. We're going to agree that Sarah, that scoliosis, the same thing that she had. Put your hands out here, church. I told Tracy. I said, this is a healing, believing church. Hallelujah. Get here, and we will Amen. agree, and something's going to happen to your daughter. And that's yes. what I told her about this church. Pray, church. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that right now, we, got, we need to We'll get a cloth. We're going to take that cloth back. We need a healing. You have a healing cloth, Pastor? That's all right. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we're going to get a cloth. Somebody, Praise the Lord. We got a, one. Of some kind, Father, we thank you for the word of God yes, that's yes, working alive. Uh, Miss Angela, just take I need you to lay hands on that cloth too. As, uh, uh, when they Hallelujah. find one here, hold on just All a second. The, yes, here we go. In the word of God, they would take cloths, and as they would take the cloths and oh, they would pray over them. Uh, uh, they, they, they would lay them on the bodies of those who were sick. And if they were sick, they would be healed. If there was evil spirits, they would go out of them. So in the name of Jesus, we lay our hands on this cloth and we speak to Sarah and we call that spine, we call her legs to be whole in the name of Jesus. We speak health, wholeness, healing, and life to her in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, for the power of God working as this cloth is laid on her. Oh, it will bring a healing and a cure in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 
alive and well. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Give me your hands, Tracy. Give me your hands. Give me your hands. Tracy, okay. Give me your hands. Give me your hands. Give me your hands. Oh, this is what you got to say. I'll break the power of that scoliosis over my baby. You call it, you look at her and you say, over Sarah. And I command and demand she is delivered. Oh, the wholeness and the, and the total, I call in her total salvation, her total healing in Jesus' name. And say it bold. Don't namsy pamsy around it. Say it bold. Will you get back home? Well, there goes the glory right there. <laughs> Sonda, Sonda. I can't stand that. I can't stand it. Somebody else was going to try to come here tonight, life or death. I said, boy, if you can get in this church, I said, you'll get healed. Oh, did you come? You know who I'm talking about. If that's you, you'll know exactly who you are. Did you come? A lady, a girl I know. Oh, did you need healing? Oh, come on. But this is a girl that I've been talking to on the phone. Are you here? She, oh, look, she is. Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, and what is it? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, well, tell, tell them what happened. What was it during one of the songs? This morning. This morning, uh-huh. Well, it was during prayer time. When I went down. When prayer time? The ladies, the ladies completely, they, they surrounded me, and the men, the men were getting me up. I couldn't move. My back was locked up, and the ladies laid hands on me, and I got completely healed. That this was morning. this morning? This morning, my back. No, it wasn't here. It was at Lake Area. Yeah. Lake Area. Oh, my prayer warrior is back there. Okay, you're from Lake Area? Yes. Is that uh, Smart's church? Yes. Danny, yes. Pastor Danny yes. Smart, yes. Uh, Danny Smart. Praise the Lord. Wonderful, and and I've been suffering with it now since I was sixty-four, and they've been. Well, you you couldn't be at sixty-eight right now. Uh, amen, sister. I agree. <laughs> the dames are, it's the glory, isn't it? It is. He keeps us up young. Yeah, we. He does. Uh, but anyway, buddy asked me that. You can't be that old. And I said, Yes, I am. And they said, I can't believe it. But anyway, praise God. Tonight, you want somebody to pray for your knee? My knees healed because I fell at the courthouse in Bradford County. I fell right on the steps, and that happened when I was 64, and I've been suffering with my knees ever since, and I want to be healed of my knees. How many ladies in here believe in the healing power of God? Get down here and touch her knees right now. Get down here and touch her knees right now. Ooh, get touch her knees or touch her back or touch wherever you can. I don't care. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We thank you for it healing and so life in the name of Jesus. And ladies, don't pray until you know, you know, that you know. Don't stop praying until you know, you know, you know. There is mercy. There is grace. Don't stop praying until you know that you know that you know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I just know it. I just know it. A couple of you, I want you to stay here if you can. Keep your hands on her knees, just like radiation, just like operation. And sometimes I don't want you to do that, but tonight I do. There it went again. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Oh, so we were having a church service, and, and I, I, you know, and I mean, that, that night, Tracy was getting healed, and then Chris Musgrove was here. He's over in uh, um, Live Oak. Well, no, he's not now. He's no. in Georgia. Valdasta. Valdasta. He's in Valdasta. Dasta. Whatever it is. And um, and he had the, his wife had had a baby, and this baby just wouldn't stop crying. They couldn't take it to the, the grandparents. They couldn't take it anywhere and just wouldn't stop crying. And so, um, so he said he saw the glory. You know, you can see it on somebody. He said, I saw the glory on you, Cindy. And he said, I told my wife, give me the baby. And he ran down and shoved the baby in my arms. <laughs> he said, like that, that baby was calm, never, ever had another spell again. Two years ago, he brought that baby, who's now an older girl, to our service, and she was having a baby. And he said, but I knew when I saw the glory, I had to move. I had to move. That's what happens when revival. You know, you're not waiting for something to happen up here. You're, 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 you know, you're the ones. You're the ones. You're the ones that have prayed. When Peter got that job on, 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 the, on, on the day of Pentecost, you know, he didn't know he was going to preach. He didn't know he had, had to prepare for a meeting and prepare for a sermon. And, boy, he better get a sermon ready real quick because he's, he's going to be speaking to lots of people. He had no idea. Like all of us preachers, we're like, oh, what are we going to say? We, we got to get, we got to get, we got to get. No, but he had been in prayer before for 10 days. Thank you, Lord. He had just, he had been prepped, you know. He was prepped. Ah, and then he was the one that would do anything. And he'd just do anything. It didn't matter. He would just, he would just that was a good sign. That was a good sign because he'd get overwhelmed with the presence of God all the time. That's why he did stuff. He'd just be overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed. I want to see some people overwhelmed. I want to see some people overwhelmed with the presence. How do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. How's your legs? I could get up. You can get up by yourself? I get up. I'm not touch me. I want to get up by myself. I'm telling you, how many believe her faith is? Amen. <laughs> yeah. By myself. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep getting up by myself. You're going to get up by yourself? I'm going to keep getting up by myself. Is it still hurting? Thank you. No, pain's gone. Thank, Thank you, God. Jesus. I feel, like I'm, I feel like Jesus. I'm saying, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Yes, amen. Nobody said that. Watch her, watch her, watch her. <laughs> no, don't watch me. Watch you. <laughs> watch each other. <laughs> Everybody's watching us. Praise the Lord. Ooh, glory. When one saint starts laughing, everybody jump in. Hallelujah. That's how you have revival. When one saint starts crying, everybody jump in. When oh, somebody's here, somebody's do that. You just do you're not taking time just to watch everything. You're just getting you're getting something yourself. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord's upon me. He's anointed me to preach good news to the God poor, to set at liberty those that are bound. 
to call the captives free. He said, this is the year, this is the day when it all starts and it's never gonna end. It's a new day. When Jesus came, he said, this is the way it is. Oh, the lame see, the blind, the lame walk, the blind see. What is it? Well, it's your season. You can sit, you can stand, you can run. You be blessed. You know why? God made you a promise. What do you do? You stood the test. Well, you opened the windows, poured out a blessing. Hey. Yeah, it's your season to be blessed. It's your season to be blessed. To be blessed. You know why? God made you a promise. You stood the test. Oh, yeah. Well, he opened the windows. Lord, you got a blessing. Yeah. It's your season to be blessed. Oh. Well, I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. Well, I'm blessed going out, hey. and I'm blessed coming in. Is that what you believe? Yeah. He opened the windows, poured out a blessing. Well, it's my season to be blessed. All right, now you say it. It's my season to be blessed. To be blessed. God made me a promise. God made me a promise. of the Lord came because Jesus came and when Jesus came he took the curse away and he blessed us in his name he said it's the year when the favor of God is here the Bible says the free favor that profusely abounds and it abounds to you and it abounds to me Amen. well I've been through the fire and I've been through the flood well but listen now but I'm only standing right here tonight. Tell me why. Because of the blood. Well, he opened the windows, poured out a blessing. Well, it's my season to be blessed. All right, now let's get real bold and say, it's my season to be blessed. Right here, God made me a promise. I stood the Open the window, pour me out a blessing. It's my season to be blessed. Oh, we open the window, we open the windows, pour me out a blessing. It's my season. Say it again. It's my season. One more time. It's my season to be It's your season to be blessed. It's your season to be healed. It's your season to be free. It's your season to be loved. It's the time. Oh, because Jesus is alive. It's your season 
to be happy. It's your season. Tell him it's your season to get that job. It's your season to pray. It's your season. It's your season. Season. Gonna talk to people about Jesus. It's your season. I'm not gonna stand back. It's my season oh, yes. to be blessed. God made me a promise. I stood the test. He opened the windows, poured me out a blessing. It's my season. It's my season, it's my season to be blessed. Hallelujah. Well, go ahead and just shout about it a little bit. Come on, praise is the order of the day. Thanking God, praising Him brings help on the scene. Oh, you can praise your way through. You've been praying about it. Let's praise about it a little bit. Amen. Oh, yeah. I love this song. If you need to sit down, you can. If you don't need to, you don't have to. But with No matter what I feel, he's living inside victory. Sorry, get rid of that. We had a problem. Victory. We still have the problem. Victory, victory, victory. We still are living and I'm full of His love. My home's in heaven. I live from above. Victory. Can you understand us? Victory. All right, we just blaze on through the problem. Victory, victory, victory. Can you hear me? Right in the middle of my darkest hour I lift my voice cause I'm filled with God's power I've got the victory Yeah, yeah I've got the victory 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 You know, if you want to know why she's running, why don't you ask her? i got the victory i make you run i got the victory Victory, I got the victory, 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 victory. Don't need a feeling, I don't need something new. What do you need? I read his word, I know it's true. Victory, I got the victory, victory, I got the victory, victory, victory. This is what the word says. Greater is he who's living in me. <laughs> I, I cast my care on him, I'm free. Oh, yeah. Sweet victory. Oh, victory. Sweet victory. Victory. Ooh, victory. Ooh, victory. Oh, now you just get thrilled with it. You know, Brother Hagin used to say the word won't work for you until you get thrilled with it. Oh, just shout about it. I got victory. I got healing. I got joy unspeakable and full of glory. I got supernatural help from heaven. Oh, I'm not afraid. Yeah. Right in the face of the enemy. 
Whether it's a job or a home or, or something like that, there's something going on. You're making a decision. You need to run tonight or dance or do something. I just heard that when I was, when I was up here. I don't know what kind of a situation it is, but something you've been praying about. <laughs> you need a... You know what I hear? I hear on the piano. 
Can you do that? What do you got? You get up here and play with us. It's all right. Come up. We don't care. That's what I hear. He's got that Hammond organ up there. Let's see if he can make it. Oh, the organ. I don't know about you, but I didn't come to church tonight to be quiet. I'm not saying there's not times to be quiet, but there are times when you need to release your faith. I might have. I, I might have missed it, but I don't think I did. So if that's you tonight. You've been praying about a moving decision. Whether it's moving in a job, moving in a house, moving yourself. and you Moving need, in a relationship. Moving and you need something. Moving your, a, a, a city. I don't know, something. Moving. You just need to run. And somebody help them. Help them. Somebody help them. Somebody help them. Somebody help them. Help them. Somebody help them. Help them. Somebody help them. Somebody stir it up. Stir it up. Stir up the gifts of God. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir up the gift of God. Stir it up. Stir up the gift of God. And when you get through running, come down here. If you're running for that, come down here. If after you get through running, come after you get through altar. running for that, for that, you come down here real quick. Ushers, come quickly. You know, if you were running about something that was moving, something that has to do with something moving in your life. Yeah, come on. Keeping me alive, well, Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive, well, Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive, well, the Holy Ghost and fire. Keeping me alive. about the Holy Ghost. I can't explain, but I got it. Hey, I got it. Got it. I got it. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Something about the Holy Ghost. I can't explain, but I got it. It's real important. It's important, all the people you came down here, stay on the floor as long as you can. Stay till you get something. Stay to the Holy Ghost. Don't let your flesh dictate to you. Some people, you know, they're there for two or three minutes and that's enough. No, stay till, stay till God speaks. Stay till you're overwhelmed with the presence of God. It's very important. 
uh, when I saw you last night, I did not recognize you. But I thought it's very important what she does. Huh. Huh. And it's all right. The Lord wants you to know it's all right. the ministry of the Kleenex. That's very important in a Pentecostal church. That's a valid ministry. Yeah, ministry, you know, ministry gives, ministry of the Kleenex. Uh, Oh, Nese, 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 Elamiosuna. It don't matter what they say, what they say, what they say. The glory will overtake you and you'll fit just fine. So seeds have been sown concerning this harvest in your life. Seeds have been sown that change everything and make it right. So trust in that which you know God has instructed you to do. For it, there is a harvest that shall be reaped if you'll just do and be what he wants you to do. This is a day and an hour of very strategic moves. And so the Spirit of God is helping, helping to support you. So move with him and you'll see, oh, what a delight and what a joy life will be. Hallelujah. Y'all, man, y'all take it. When I'm, when I'm in a service and I hear something, that's why I'm so wild today. I go, ooh, I'll take that one. Ooh, I'll take it. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'll take it. I'll take it. Keeping me alive. Now the fire of God's going to visit you. And carry you. Don't be afraid. It's going to be a wonderful place. Oh, to see the master face to face. This joy that I had, well, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it to me. Those decisions, they're very important. They're very important. I don't take any decision lightly. There's nothing light about anything we do. I always tell people that, you know, there's no such thing as a casual Christian, you know. There's nothing casual about us. Everything is on purpose. Yeah. Everything is on fire. Everything is prayer directed. Everything, we're just, we're just, we're wound up. We're living in a world Wrapped where the enemy is trying up. to sneak up on and get our attention and get us and do some things. And he's won a few, few things. But you know what? I turned my back one day and I said, uh-uh, no more. No more. No, but you see, with Jesus, you might lose no a battle, but you don't lose the war. No more. And then I finally realized what all the trouble was about. It was about because I wouldn't keep my mouth shut. Oh, hallelujah. Now listen, what I wanted to tell you is uh, I wanted to explain something to you. In, in, revival, in revivals, there, it's explosive. You know, there are things going on, all kinds of things. Maybe it's an explosive quietness like this morning. Remember after we got through singing that song? Didn't, didn't the rain just fall on you? Like, wasn't it just like, oh, 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 oh. 
I mean, we could have stayed here and not even had our Easter fried chicken lunch. We could have just stayed. Oh, ooh, who's that, Edna? Oh, yeah, honey, I like it. Oh, glory to God, we'll bring fried chicken in here tonight if we had to. Mm, but there's something about it that's different. There's something different about the people. They're on the edge of their seats. They're not casual. You understand? Because they're fighting for something in the spirit. Because they're looking for it. They're looking for a resolve. They're looking for a resolve when things look bad in a nation and wars breaking out and all kinds of things are going weird. And they're looking for a resolve. They're saying, we will not quit. We will not back off. Oh, and they're ready. They're not just, you know, well, let's just come and see what happens at church. No, no, no. I can't come to church like that. I'm in a fight of faith. When I come to church, I'm in a fight of faith. And I got to hear something. I got to do something. I got to be something. I can't just stroll in casually. Well, ho-hum, I'm showing up. Uh-uh. I'm in a fight of faith. If you're not, something's not telling you to be anxious about something. Something's going on. That something. Listen, there, there are three things the devil will do. He'll try to hinder. He'll try to cause division. Or he'll just make you kind of lackadaisical. You know, it's not, it's not that big a deal, but I'm in a fight. So I don't come. I don't have to look at what everybody's wearing. I'm just in this fight, and I'm saying, no, i got to get something. I'm going to church. I've got to either get something or I've got to give something, but I'm going to be ready. Does that make any sense? I'm going to be ready to do either one. I don't care, but I'm going to be ready to do it. To flow was in a service of one old time Pentecostal preacher. I walked by and all he, you know, Brother Hagin talked about the lightnings of God. He said, we need some meetings. We need revivals where the lightnings of God land. He said, you're asking for the rain. And he said, bright clouds, that bright cloud means lightnings. He said, you need meetings like that in times of revival where you're looking for the lightnings of God. But it's not just the pastor. It doesn't come from just the, the leadership. It comes from the people. Hallelujah. Sometimes you get so excited, you just can't stop. Unless an usher, unless the pastor makes the usher go get grab you and drags you to the restroom or something. You know what I'm saying. But I'm just saying there's something different about it. There's prayer. Prayer. No revival. No revival happened without prayer. None revival happened without prayer. And the saints were concerned. It's like the saints in Paris are concerned. We've been praying. We've got some band of believers over there. Because we know we've been there since 1989. We know some people who know how to pray there. They're praying for their country when the, when the things came out and stuff. We know they are. They're going to the, they're going to the, uh, the city square and praying. And, and different, another kind of religion is trying to push them down when they surrounded the Jewish synagogue in Paris. Did you read about that? If you oh, yeah. Did you read about that? The, the Jewish synagogue? And one man, was he, was he was huddled up in the corner, and he said, it reminded me of the Holocaust. It reminded me of the days when they tried to drag us away. He said, fear gripped that Jewish synagogue and those people inside there because some of the uh, Islams had, Muslims had gathered around. This wasn't too long ago. And it was, in a, it was in a magazine article, like a time or something like that. You can look it up. You can sit down. Oh, you can sit down and you can roll over. I don't care. Just do something. Don't sit down and get settled because I may be calling no, no. you up. Don't settle. So I was walking so down the stern. aisle, and this pastor, this pastor, nobody knew he was a pastor. I just walked down the aisle, and he said, well, glory to God. I mean, just really big. I mean, he was a AG, uh, no, what, what was he? What is he? He's a, I don't some kind of a church of God or something like that. Something like uh, that. Yeah, something I like don't that. remember. Well, glory to God. Really, really loud. And the glory hit. I'm waiting for some of those. Hallelujah. Not waiting for a quiet bunch. I'm waiting for a glory to God. Hallelujah. Or I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for 
And you know what happened? All of a sudden, the glory hit me when he said it. It was kind of like this. And it hit me, and I said, huh, huh, anybody that gets in this area is going to get something from God right now. And the whole church went, And they were trying to get in from the back, and they were staggering in the back. And they'd come to this place, and the ushers looked at me, and they said, what do we do? And I said, never seen this before. I have no idea. Do what you think is right. It's the truth. I love stuff when that now happens. Are you going to tell them the rest of it? I lo- Listen, I love people say, well, I don't know if I want to turn my service over to the Holy Ghost. You better. There was a lady sitting. You better. Or you won't see nothing. There was- you better. You'll see what only you can produce. This is what happened in that service where she didn't know Lost what was going. can't stand it. She's there was a lady sitting on the back row who a friend of ours, she had brought her that night. She had brought her and she said, Lost you know, they'd been talking about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And she said, ah, oh, that's not for me. But wait a minute. Let me tell them what happened to the guys. They, they said, they turned around and they, they looked at each other and they said, well, let's just start pulling them through. Pulling them through. Like a cork, you know, in a... Pulling a cork off a bottle. But I don't know a wine bottle. I don't know how that happens. But anyway, and so they, they just started pulling. And they did. They literally, people were popping out of that place. Just popping out. This on one the lady popped Fall. out and went up against the wall. And, and she was praying like in tongues. She went. And she, like she pulled her. Okay, that's good. And she pulled her and she just stayed. And the service was dismissed. And 45 minutes after the service was dismissed, she was still up against. She's still doing that. Well. That's where we get our word plastic. Now, if you'd like to hear this. So this friend of ours had brought this lady and this lady had been arguing with her for two years. The infilling of the Holy Spirit wasn't for her. The scripture that she had told her to read, I actually interrupted Cindy, can you believe it? And quoted the scripture in the middle of the service. When I quoted the scripture, the power of God came on her. She had fallen down in her seat in the back. Nobody saw her. When the Holy Ghost fell right there, she got out of her seat and came through. She was one of the women that that kind of got stuck there. She didn't know what to do. So the ushers kind of pulled her through. When they pulled her through, she came out speaking in other tongues. She was the one who said, it's not for me. I'll never pray in tongues and not and 45 minutes after the service was over she's the one we were all waiting on to turn the light off hallelujah you say is that and that church is in revival today they're yeah. just they're exploding because they're ready for it they're praying for it. You say, well, They're I'm looking just... for the rain, the latter rain, the early the latter rain. He says he's waiting for the rain. He's waiting for the harvest, the precious fruit of the harvest. But he said, ask for the rain. Ask for the rain. I'll tell, when we're not, even we're not home, I tell all my Shekinah glory prayers. We, we call ourselves the enforcers. And I said, when you have an enforcer's prayer meeting, ask for the rain. Ask for the rain. And if someone says, well, we've already had the rain. Well, I'm not talking about your kind of rain, okay? You can sit in your rain if you want and do nothing. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about raining on everybody. We need it to rain on everybody. This song, you know, about it's your season to be blessed. And I'm like, I like that song, okay. But every time I sing it, I keep thinking, yeah, but they were blessed when they were persecuted for Christ's sake. They were blessed. They were persecuted. They were beaten. They were dragged out of their homes. They were persecuted and they were blessed. They would just rejoice that they were blessed to be persecuted. Where are those Christians? Where are the ones that aren't afraid to speak up in love? We've got to, I know we've got to do it in love. I understand that. But where are they? 
We're the ones that don't matter what they think of you. Where are they? The ones who are just kind of a little afraid. of No, 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 don't be afraid. Don't be afraid at school. Don't be afraid. No, 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 no. It's still legal to go ahead and witness. And even if it weren't, guess who would still be doing it? You know, might meet you in jail. You and I might be in the same cell. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. You say, well, you shouldn't talk that way. Listen, I'm not believing for trouble. No, but you know. But I tell you, I didn't start the fight, but I am here to finish it. Oh, I am. I, I am. I'm, not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fight. But see, you understand, whether you want to fight or not, you do have an enemy. That whether you fight or not, he is at war. And the fact is, with your faith in God, you can demonstrate his defeat. We're not against anyone, in case anyone mm. misunderstands. We're not against anyone. No. Not at all. In fact, the whole reason for the cross of Christ mm. is that God loves the world. He well, loved we, the people that crucified him. But I'm not going to back down. This little girl, she, started, she, came, she was at a church. She came up to me. She said, she said, my school told me that I couldn't have a Bible study. And there's something I wanted to do. And, and I said, well, I said, well, no, where, where, where were you doing this? She said, I don't know. It was probably 10 or 11. And she said, I just want to get a group of people to tell them they can come. And I said, I said, I think you need to check with your law because I think there's a certain thing that you can do in your school. She said, well, that what teacher told me not to. And I said, well, don't pay any attention to that teacher. You go somewhere else and uh, she said I said how is your mother with you on this she said oh yeah she's one of the substitute teachers there and she kind of helps and I said then you go somewhere else and you stand up for your legal rights aren't you glad for the word of God talk to her mother after the meeting she said oh she said it's not over yet <laughs> and I thought oh I mean that's great <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. That little girl's probably going to have a Bible study right there where she wants to have it, regardless of what that teacher thinks. Time is short. We're in a, listen, all the revivals, all the revivals, the people were praying. They were excited. How many people would show up for a prayer meeting that used to didn't show up for a prayer meeting? Am I knocking on some toes right now? What? Huh. Oh, no, but you don't understand, you know, my kids, they need to do this. No, no, tell your kids that putting Jesus first is the greatest thing they'll ever do. Oh, I guarantee you, because we're, I know, I know, but I'm just letting you know. I'm trying to let you know as nice as I can. If there's some prayer meetings, you just change your schedule and you get here and everybody get on your face and cry for the rain. Reign in this city, reign in this church, reign in this area, reign in this city, reign in this state, reign in this nation. How bad do you want it? Nothing would stop the disciples. They kept talking to people in the streets. They kept talking to them, knowing that somebody could come and a soldier could grab them and start beating them. But they kept doing it. They kept praying. They kept meeting. They would not be put off. How bad do you want it? Some people, three things I've said. I said one thing was, uh, 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 I, don't, I forgot the first two things I said, but I forgot the, the third one I just now remembered. People settle. They get settled in a certain place. I'm settled here. This is good. I don't need to move. I don't need to go any further. I'm settled. And then they get satisfied with what they get, and they go to church, and it's a this, and they leave, and they're settled. 
this is not the time to be settled. And I want to tell you the truth. Somebody told me, they said, well, now's the time to really preach the gospel and pray. And I looked at him and I said, it's always been time. The church just didn't. The Western church just didn't. If I'm saying something wrong, Pastor, you take the microphone away from me. And people say, will that bother you? No, it won't. I'll quietly go upstairs and sit down and shut up. Won't bother me a bit. I'll just, ah, okay. Praise the Lord. I'll do it differently next time. Hallelujah. Because the Western church got settled. We got too settled. We got it easy. We got it this way. And then there's a little sneaky, tricky, slithering snake that comes in and then tries to take, because we're too settled to even notice. Oh, it's all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It ain't all right until the church rises up. And I got news for you. Churches are rising up all over the world and praying. One pastor told me, he said, my prayer meetings now are becoming, becoming the, the, biggest, the biggest meetings we have. I said, yes. Glory to God. Other pastors around the world, they're coming together with a group of 15, maybe 10, maybe 5, maybe 4, maybe 3, maybe, maybe 2. Some are coming together with 100 or 200 or 300. Every revival, that's what happened. In Connecticut, they would come by the thousands. And, and listen, there was stuff going on. They said, they said, oh, the Christian church will never rise up again. We've defeated the Christians. And the Christians would meet together and pray. And they'd pray and they'd pray and they'd pray. And the Christians just busted out of the seams. we got to do the same thing today. Revival in prayer. Someone say, that's me. That's me. I know Dad Hagen said there's called a ministry called the exhortation ministry. I think I kind of fit that. Or else I kind of fit like, charge. You know. Go team. Go team. Which team are you rooting for? The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood-bought church. Those are the ones I'm praying for, God. Wake them up. Hallelujah. Somebody say yes. yes. That's me. That's me. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm involved in here, and I'm involved in there, and I'm involved in there. Well, just better pray about some things in your involvement. See where you really need to be involved. Ain't no such thing as a casual Christian saint. No, no. A casual Pentecostal Christian saint. <laughs> ain't no such thing. Hallelujah. You can't be casual and a saint. It ain't no such thing. Ain't no such thing. <clears throat> as a casual Christian saint. Ain't no As a Holy Ghost casual Christian saint. Ain't no such thing. It's an oxymoron. It's a catch-22. Ain't no such thing casual Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm a casual Holy Ghost Christian. Ain't no such thing. We are on we're on target. We walk through our bedrooms and the Holy Ghost lands on us and we fall on the floor. We're watching something we know we shouldn't be and we turn it off. We know that there's people that need our prayers and all of a sudden we're just we're caught up in it. And we're preaching to our kids and we're oh something about us. We're just different. And I don't think it's just me that's different. It shouldn't be just me. Well, you know, she's always been a little. Yeah, because I've been set free from some things. But if I didn't have the Holy Ghost, I would not be free. I can guarantee I know what it's like to be bound. But I know what it's like to be free. 
so I've got the fire in my eyes that everybody I see, I think, well, they could be free. And that's what makes a revivalist. You see people free because you know it's there. That's what makes a revivalist. That's what makes a revivalist church. Somebody say yes, somebody. Hallelujah. Oh, oh glory. I remember we would come here and people would be doing so many things that I couldn't even, I didn't even know what was going on. People would be over here on one side, people would be on that side, people on the outside, people would be out of their chairs, people would be on the floor, people would be, I don't know, you know, it just was like, whoa. I remember one meeting we had here uh, at, the, at the old church. We had a meeting and, and, we, and, and the people, I mean, it was just wild. And then this man came up to me and later, he, he looked at me and he said, deaf, deaf, with his mouth. And I said, oh, not a problem. Because I was, you know, just starting out of this thing. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to hesitate. I didn't know I was supposed to think, will this really happen? I didn't know I was supposed to do all this stuff. And I went, yes, sir. Put my fingers in his ears. Behold. He walked, he went, he looked at me and he went, I can hear. Thank you very much. And turned around, walked out the door. Nobody even knew about it. I think I even shared it with the pastors. He just walked out the door, and I'm watching him walk out, and the music's playing, and everybody's just talking. Everybody's, you know, running around doing stuff, and the guy just walks out the door. Thank you very much. I can hear. Thank you very much. We're in a church, and they've been praying for revival, and I'm telling you, you walk in, and revival's there. You don't bring people in to start revival. The church is revived, and they bring people in to carry it through. You bring the right people in, and they'll help you get there. Like Duncan Campbell did in the Hebrides. They'll help you get there. They'll wait with you. They'll pray with you. They'll run with you. They'll, they're praying for you. And we're in this church in Bastrop, and I'll, I'll never forget. We're just Bastrop, singing. Texas. We're just singing a song, and all of a sudden, this, this lady, you know, uh, somebody, somebody the, the, her pants start to fall off, and the lady behind her grabs her pants and holds on to it because she thought the zipper broke. But that's not what happened. She had a tumor the size of a baseball in front of her. She looked and the pregnant. Tum- and while we were singing, I just want to pray. What is what we were singing? I don't forget. It's a song. Praise him or praise the Lord. What was that? Was that? What I don't it? know. I oh, don't what, The song we did this morning, I will praise him, I will praise him. Really? And so what happened is during the song, during the song, her tumor shrunk. Disappeared. So they showed before and after pictures, and, and she started screaming, my, my tumor's gone. Well, the lady in back of her just thought, you know, her pants ripped. It's a true story. And she's grabbing her pants. Another meeting just recently, wasn't too long ago, huge, a, a big AG church. And, 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 and they had us come in. The first time he had us, he said, no, Cindy, behave. My people are not, you know. And I said, okay, I will. You know that church. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why do you have to behave at an AG church? They speak in tongues. I just start speaking in tongues. I'm excited. We should all be excited together. But they weren't because they were settled. It's hard to move with settled people. We settled here, Pastor. We don't move us. Don't take us anywhere. We're settled. We're settled. Take us. We're, we're settled. Wouldn't it be cool, though, if this church started revival and it hit all around this area? And everybody would just fall on their knees like at the Azusa Street. And when they'd get off, they'd be driving down the car. And they'd, we've had people turn in churches. They turned in uh, 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 Sarah uh, uh, Clint Utterbuck's church. We just did their church not too long ago. A lady just turned in. 
It was a Friday night service, so it wasn't a normal church night. Their church sits by a mall, and, and when the altar call was given, there was a lady who came forward, and she, she uh, she's kind of looking at me like this, you know, and I said, uh, you want to uh, receive How the gift of the Holy Spirit? Like she wasn't sure what was going on. Well, that's how I look at you all the time. And she said, and so she got filled with the Holy Ghost. The minute she got filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues, rejoicing. She grabbed me. She said, I ain't never been here before. She said, this is the first time. She said, I was just driving to the mall to get my lashes done. And something, I looked at this building, and something said, I mean, she said, something Turn said, in. Turn in and go Turn there. In. Right now. Turn in. Well, that was I'm actually about a year and a half ago. We were back there just a few months ago. Guess who came up to us and said, hey, I'm a member of the church. I've been here a little over a year Still now. Here. The Still best here. decision a, I ever I'm looking made for Book of Acts stuff. You give my saying? life over to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you might be swallowed up with all the trouble, oh but I'm gosh. swallowed up with all the victory. Oh. Hallelujah. This, this, I, just, I started the church service, and I got up, and I said, how many people are, how many? If people are really excited about the Lord tonight, and you know, are there any kids in here that are excited? And way in the back of the room, because it's a pretty long auditorium, this, this young girl, she goes, I am. I said, Well, get down here. Now, listen, I don't know how, why I do those things. And listen, God works with people. She ran down here. So different people, you know, diversities of operations, same spirit. She ran down. I gave her the back. I said, Well, tell her. Tell them what it's all about. She started talking and just ripped off in other tongues. I went, whoa, glory to God, she's got tongue interpretation. But she was, she was given a, a real strong, you know. <laughs> it was strong. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, like, you know. She was Lion like King. 16. I mean, it was, you know, she was, I mean, it, you know. Then she started no, no. prophesying. She, she was. She would go like this. And then she would give the interpretation. And then she would. And she did this so long. I mean, Finally, I saw the healing anointing on her. And I said, anybody need healing? Get down here. She was. She'd just lay hands and then she'd prophesy. Lay hands. She'd prophesy and give the interpretation. Lay hands. It went, this went on the whole service. I was smart enough not to interrupt the Holy Ghost. So the next night, she, Cindy said, hey, you know, there's a girl here that was there, you know, last night at the end of the service that came up. I called, and she, she raised her hand. She said, come here and tell the people what happened This last is just night. recently. The stuff like this is happening so all listen, the time. So this little girl, she's 16 years old. She comes up, she said, I have no idea. That's the first time I've ever spoken tongues in she my said, life. She said, I don't even know what I did last night. You know what I thought of? Listen, maybe remember in Acts 19 when Paul went to the church and he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we didn't know oh. there was a Holy Ghost. He laid hands on them and the Bible says they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. You some of that, don't you? And that was the initial yeah. infilling of the, I had I actually never seen anybody just first get filled with the Holy Ghost and then prophesy. Oh. And here it was a 16 year old little girl and she starts prophesying. She said, I don't 14, know, that's the first 14, time. 14, 14, 14, Woo, come Woo. on, I'm telling you, you say you nothing's going on. You, you say, I'm telling you, right in the middle you of it. some of that. Whoa, it's, it's going on, it's going on. It's going on. Eliano soon said, Jay, bust a move, buddy. And you're perfect for the job, honey. Anna, 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 Anna. 
oh, this is Book of Acts stuff. This is heaven stuff. This is You better believe it's not you. We can bake a cake. We can plan a meeting. But we can't plan stuff like that. So you begin to see and understand and more know uh, and move out in ways that you hadn't before. Oh, yeah, there'll be different ways than you have before. Don't set the pattern. You say, I know what to do. No, say, Lord, I yield myself only to you and give what you have. And you'll see, oh, there's a, a fresh move of the Spirit that'll come upon you. And it'll come upon you and it'll change you. And what you thought you could never do, you will. And what you thought you'd never see, you will. For the Spirit of God is a fresh outpouring this hour. And those who are hungry will receive. So lift up and do not think it can't be, for it will be. And the Spirit of God will help you. You'll see. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory. We just don't have time to mess around. And pastor can, can, can uh, uh, say amen to that. Don't have time to mess around. See, some teenagers think, well, we have plenty of time. How do you know? The, the, listen, the, the coming of the king could be next week. You may not have more time than me. You may just have just as much time as me. It's the truth. Hallelujah. Unless you want to share. I don't know. It's just that. I'm telling you, there's a story. Not <gasps> yet. Don't I think I want to like read a, a few things to you. A lion that's been busted loose? Yeah. Oh. You know, the Bible says Jesus is Lord of all. You told he me is... something today. I'm not going to tell it publicly, but I'm just going to tell you this. You do the same thing. Because the anointing is all over you. You kidding me? Wow. And it's going... We'll probably be taking her on a trip one day. Oh, <laughs> oh I can have her. She said, well, praise the Lord. No. Anybody wants to take your kids? Have your suitcases out here tomorrow? <laughs> that's what Phil Privet did. <laughs> All right. That's another story. We may not be telling that. We won't tell everything we know unless Jesus tells yeah, us to. They didn't want him to marry this certain girl. So they oh, said, come on now. So they sent them with us for six months. We're like, us. Now, come on. You don't even know if that's public information. Oh, well, I just made it. Are we streaming? Oh. No, but you know what? Are you guys turn off your phones right now. I mean it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You I obey. Got... How many of you know the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then he says right before that, remember those who lead you, who've spoken the word of God to you. Follow their faith, considering the end of their conduct. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Kind of sounds like he's telling you that you're going to see some things in people that are following Jesus that will be the same yesterday today and forever sometimes you're looking for something new and you just need something true 
Sometimes you're saying, well, I just want something that uh, no one's ever had before. No, you want something that's been well-proven, well-lived, a path that's been lived out through the the saints and and men and women who have the same spirit, the same Jesus, the same Lord that you do. If he's the same, he's saying there are people who have followed me, and when they follow me in their life, they're some of the same qualities. They might not talk the same. They might not look the same. But they got the same joy. They got the same love. They got the same freedom. You got the same in every person who walks by faith. And you say, why are you saying that to me? Because I'm going to read you something that was written by a preacher in 1865. And I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when you get a hold of somebody who's been following him, it's hot off the press. I mean, it'll speak to your situation right where you are. I was, I was reading a scripture. Uh, it's actually from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. And this is how I found this. He, it, the scripture says, I would have come to you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. And so I got to thinking about that phrase, Satan hindered us. And, you know, here's the Apostle Paul talking about uh, uh, doing the will of God, and he said, Satan hindered me. Have you ever done the will of God? You thought you were doing what God wanted you to do. You were doing what God wanted you to do, but you just got hindered. Anybody got that, had that happen? Well, if it hadn't happened to you, then it will if you ever do anything God wants you to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Satan hindered us. The word hindered, now I think this is an interesting, different Bible commentaries, said the word hindered, listen to this, described an impasse or a road so deteriorated and broken up that it was impassable. Now, this is, the, the, just, just listen, because I, I, don't, I think you'll get something out of it, if you will. It says, as a result, you have to turn around, go back, find another route to get where you're going. It describes what happens when um, a, a runner is, is running alongside a, another runner and literally elbows him out of the race. The second runner was running a good race, but he's shoved out of the way by the aggression of the fellow runner. As a result, the runner who was elbowed loses the leading edge he previously had. Anybody ever had that happen in life? Have you ever had it happen in life? What do you do when that happens? We're going to talk about it for just a minute here from the Word of God. Uh, This is uh, the way Satan uh, tries to hinder the work of God. And as I was reading different, uh, I like to read different men and women who have lived out their faith in God because I know that really the only part of the Bible I understand is the part I live. Everything else is just theory. But when you live it, when you live it, woo, that's when it doesn't ever get old. I mean, your eyes are, 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 even on a cloudy day, you can see the sun because you've got something that cannot be taken away by the trouble and adversity of life. Uh, I was reading, this is, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Charles Spurgeon. He was called the Prince of Preachers. He, uh, he preached, uh, uh, he had a ministry that got uh, very large over in uh, England. He actually, he was in the middle of building 
a hall in Surrey Gardens so, so that he could uh, 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 contain the crowds. And as he was in the middle of building this hall, being built around 18, uh, in the 1850s, uh, 1856 was the first service. Uh, <clears throat> so here he was. Uh, he had an overflow crowd that was packed in this hall as they were building the, the uh, tabernacle that they were going to uh, uh, be preaching in for the next 30 years. And as he, was, as he was preaching to this overflow crowd, he said there were some pranksters in the um, hall, and they started yelling fire. And when they started yelling fire, they shouted, the balcony was going to collapse. People panicked, and seven people were trampled to death. Dozens more had to be taken to the hospital because of injuries. He said he collapsed in horror. He was so, uh, he had to be carried from the pulpit. He fell into such deep depression that he said, I later doubted that anyone had ever passed as close to madness as I had and escaped with, uh, with his uh, uh, sanity. Now, this was in 1850, uh, 18, early 1850s, and this was just the beginning. Uh, he went on to build the tabernacle, and for 30 years uh, there, he preached to over 6,000 every Sunday, and he didn't even have a microphone. Praise the Lord. He was, yes, yeah, sometimes. But here he was. Every year, was preaching for uh, uh, the next 30 years to over 6,000 every uh, Sunday. He was called the Prince of Preachers. He had a tremendous influence on his uh, uh, generation for the cause of Christ. But in the very beginning of it, here he had this horrific thing happened. Seven people trampled to death in his meeting. Many others, uh, uh, you know, seriously injured. I mean, it just, it just got him into such deep depression. He said, you know, I, I don't know if I, I don't know anyone who passes close and come out with their sanity. And, and then I was, so I'm reading about some things and I start reading a message that he delivered on Sunday morning, October 29th, 1865. And his text was from 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, Satan hindered us. Woo! Now you wonder what sometimes why some people like to preach on certain things. I'm telling you, if it's good preaching, it's because it's something they've got to live. You know what I'm saying? So he starts preaching on Satan hindered us. And this is some of the things he said. Now, if this don't light your fire, I'm telling you, your wood is wet. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's okay. God can light fires with wet wood if you'll just go ahead and let him burn. So listen to this. He said, you would perhaps wonder why the devil should care so much about Paul and his whereabouts. See, Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonica. I would have come to you more than once, but Satan hindered us. He said, why do you think the devil cared so much about Paul and his whereabouts? Why should he take so much interest in keeping these three men from that particular church? This leads us to observe what wonderful importance is attached to the action of Christian ministers. Here is the master of all evil, the prince of the power of the air, intently watching the journeying of three humble men, apparently far more concerned about their movements than the doings of Nero or Tiberius. Woo! Now, Nero is the king. 
If you're just observing things in the natural, you would think if you want something to be changed or undone, that's where you got to go for the power. But obviously, things look different in the realm of the spirit. And the devil was far more interested in the journeyings of these three young Christian ministers than he was King Nero. I'm here to tell you, you may not be aware of it, but it's far more important what the church is doing today, the activities of the church house, than it is the White House. Because what happens in the church house can change what's happening in the White House. Oh, thank you. Glory to God. Listen to this. He said, these despised heralds of mercy were his most dreaded foe. It strikes us that Satan was desirous to keep these apostolic men from the church of Thessalonica. Listen to this. Satan always hates Christian fellowship. It is his policy to keep Christians apart. Anything which can divide saints from one another, he delights in. Man, that ought to be enough to tell you I will not be a part of those who destroy or divide the church. No, I will have no part in that. I don't care what's going on. I know I want to be on the side that Jesus is on. And I know that he's far, the devil's far more concerned than Christian fellowship than many of us are. I don't know about you, but make it your top agenda to put the things of God first. You say, what is the secret to things being changed in a, any community? It's the saints of God putting the things of God first. And I'm here to tell you when they do, you might have a little stirring up the devil may not like it he might hinder but the fact is he cannot stop the will of God in fact he goes on and he says listen he says uh, Satan always hates Christian fellowship it's his policy to keep Christians apart since uh, he attaches far more importance to godly communion than we do I'm leaving tomorrow y'all come back since union is strength he does his best to promote separation. Oh, glory to God. Listen to this. He said he would hinder the communion that, uh, that they might miss the strength, which always flows from Christian communion and Christian sympathy. Listen, he hinders you because he is afraid of you. He hinders because the night is almost over. The light is about to shine. Remove all darkness. Christian young men, you who have begun to preach in the street. You remember this is the 1800s. Distribute tracts. Visit from house to house. Although you say, what do I do if Satan hinders you? Listen to someone who's lived it out. Although Satan hinders you very much, I urge you now to redouble your efforts. It is because Satan is afraid of you that he resists you. He wishes to rob you of the great blessing which is now descending on your head. I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This, I'm telling you, the words that were preached in 1800s come from the very place of the words that Paul preached when he said, thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. He didn't say that because he was sipping lemonade on the front porch he said that because he was living in a lifestyle that demonstrated the defeat of the devil 
Oh, praise the Lord. Some of y'all are trying to figure it out. You're going, it's going to be over by the time you figure it out. He said, he said, listen to this. Resist him. Oh, he said he, he wishes to rob you of the great blessing. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Resist him, oh Christian in prayer. Do not let go of your hold upon the covenant angel. For now that Satan hinders you, it's because the blessing is descending. Now that Satan hinders you, the night is almost over. The day star has begun to shine. You have a promise to make you gird up the loins of your mind and play the man. Not politically correct, but I like it. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. Do not resign your situation. Do not think of sending in your resignation, oh Christian minister. Oh, and because the enemy's making headway, resist the devil. Flee not, you make him flee. Woo, kind of makes you want to jump, doesn't it? Flee not, you make him flee. Oh, I thought to myself, I thought to myself, what was it that when Paul wrote, uh, I would have come to you to the Thessalonica church, I would have come to you once and again, but Satan hindered us. I thought to myself, what, what was it that was going on? that was causing him to be hindered. So I turn back to the Bible in Acts chapter 16 when he refers to this time when he's getting ready to go into Thessalonica. And, and the reason he's going is because he has a dream in Acts 15. And I won't, be, I won't, I won't read all these scriptures, but I'll refer, you can, you can look them up and you'll know it's true. He has a dream. And, and in his dream, he sees a man in Macedonia, the province where Thessalonica is. And he says, uh, come over and help us and so uh, Paul gets up wakes up and redirects his route and he starts going toward Macedonia well the first city he comes to is Philippi in Acts 16 how many of you remember Philippi he comes to Philippi, he gets in Philippi, and as he goes to Philippi, there is a girl who's got a, a, for, a you know a, 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 a she's a fortune teller and there are men who are using uh, her for gain. And she starts following Paul around, uh, um, uh, 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 him around as he's going through in Philippi. And the Bible says he turns around and casts the spirit out of her. He uses the supernatural resources that demonstrate the defeat of the devil. And as he does, as the, uh, the evil spirit is cast out of her, well, then all of a sudden, the men who were making money off of her gift, I mean, if it had been today, she'd have a television show, and it'd be like, all of a sudden, somebody who was the, what do you call that? What do they call that? The... Yeah, the medium of whatever island, all of a sudden they get delivered from, and the power of God comes on them and then they pull the show and nobody's making money anymore. You think somebody would be happy about that? Well, it just depends on what your purpose is. You know, it's kind of like that little boy. <laughs> oh, I love this story. And he was sad because his dog died. And so... <laughs> he went to his mom so sad and his mom said, Oh, Jimmy, don't worry. Sparky's in dog heaven. And little, uh, little Jimmy said, well, Mama, what's dog heaven like? And the mother said, oh, Jimmy, dog heaven is wonderful. I mean, Sparky's running through the fields, chasing squirrels, just having a good time. Little Jimmy looked at his mama and said, Mama, dog heaven must be squirrel hell. <laughs> 
after myself, that's exactly what it's like. You, Someone gets set free by the power of God, and it's victory, and we're shouting. But I can guarantee you, in the enemy's camp, the same thing that makes you shout makes him cry. Your dog heaven is his squirrel hell. You know what I'm saying? So don't let it bother you. I mean, come on now. You say, well, look at all the trouble. Look at all the victory. I don't know about you, but I think I'll preach the theme of heaven. Who, the, who a, a, a greater, mighty God who redeemed us unto God, delivered us from our sins. I think I'll stick with that message. And so the Bible says that as they get over here and this, this evil spirit gets cast out of this girl who was a fortune teller, it says it made them so mad they brought them before the, the, the powers of the city. They brought them before here, uh, Paul and, and uh, Silas. And as they brought them before, it says the multitude rose up against him in Acts 16. You wonder what the Satan hindered thing is all about. And it says they stripped them publicly beat them, and threw them in jail. Why? Because somebody got delivered. You say, well, I don't understand. If it's God, everybody's going to like it. Is that right? You need to talk to Jesus about being crucified. Let me tell you, the spirit of the world, the, the devil's only hope is that you never know what it's like to be touched by the one who delivers you from him. His only hope. Listen, the whole premise of darkness is the absence of light turn the light off if the light shines the darkness move is removed and so the bible says they beat him publicly humiliated him in fact it, he refers to it in uh first uh, thessalonians when he talks to them and he says to them in 1 Thessalonians 2, he said in philippi he said we suffered and we were shamefully treated but he said, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel with much contention. In other words, they were shamefully treated, but it didn't change their message. Amen. Why? Because they knew if the devil was hindering them, it's only because he's afraid of them. And the Bible says, if you remember the story in Acts 16, they got thrown in prison. When they got thrown in prison, the Bible says, at midnight... They began to sing praises unto God at midnight. And as they began to sing, the Bible says the whole prison started shaking. And as the prison started shaking, the chains of every prisoner in the jail fell off. Why? Because two men, instead of being quieted and being depressed by the hindering work of the devil, they were rejoicing in the glory and presence of God and it wasn't just you think they were rejoicing in that jail so they could get out no they were rejoicing in that jail so that God's purpose and power could just move right into that place it's almost like the devil thinks put them in jail and let it midnight nobody will know they're there oh yeah you can't hide 
the, the, the light of the gospel of the glorious Jesus Christ and two men who were filled with it began to worship God. Every chain fell off and the shortest sermon anybody's ever heard be was preached uh, when the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. And the Bible says that night turned into a celebration of deliverance instead of two men complaining about the difficulty. What happened there? A church was established. What kind of church? The church in Philippians that Paul said gave once and again. Oh, that just could not stop helping support. Wonder why they did that. I can imagine a church filled with some of those people who had gotten set free that night. Can you imagine that jailer and his family who Bible historians tell us had a, 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 a part to play in that church? Can you imagine they're on the front row while you're preaching? Bet you wouldn't have to ask them to rejoice more than once. Why? Because they know what happens. When right in the midst of the enemy's plan, the men and women look to God. And as they look to him, something begins to happen. You say, what's happening? I'm telling you, the road that the devil tried to, to create, the, the, the hindrances that he tried to put in the road. Oh, I know what God can do. He can build another road. He'll build it with your praise. He'll build it with your faithfulness to him. And the Bible says they got out of that, that jail and they were trying to tell him, just leave, just leave just leaving. They said, no, we ain't leaving. Can we go back to Lydia's house and let everybody know? Because see, they were leaving. They were leaving Philippi, but the church had to stay there. And they knew they didn't want the church to be built on the lies and misperceptions. Don't let people who don't love God define the move of God for you. He wanted to be the one who told them, this is what happened. Yes, we might have been humiliated. Yes, we might have been publicly uh, uh, dinner, uh, you know, beaten and just embarrassed in front of the whole town. But that's not where it ended. That might have gotten, things might have gotten hindered. But God is still Lord of all. And he can help you in the midst of your trouble. So don't quit. Hallelujah. Oh, Satan hindered, but he cannot stop the move of God. Are you in the middle of it right now? Well, I'll tell you one of the best things you can do. If you're in the middle of something that just you say, I didn't ask for this problem. Maybe you didn't ask for it. It doesn't matter if you, you know, you didn't cause it. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you know, maybe you did cause it. Maybe you didn't cause it. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you. The power of God can cause a release to what the enemy has tried to stop. He said, uh, we were, even after we suffered, 1 Thessalonians 2, we were shamefully treated at Philippi. We were bold in our God uh, that with, to preach the gospel to you with much contention. The message Bible said, we had just been given rough treatment in Philippi, as you know, but that didn't slow us down. We were sure of ourselves in God and we went right ahead and set our peace, presenting God's message to you, defiant of the opposition. So what they did is they left Philippi and they marched into Thessalonica. And when they marched into Thessalonica, for three days they were in the synagogue preaching uh, 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 the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said that in Thessalonica, many of them believed, uh, verse 12 of, of Acts 17, few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. 
Got some of the men too. And then, but then he had some problems, some hindering the Jews from Thessalonica. They didn't like it. And you know, some prominent women as well as men. We had a few of those, had a lot of women. And he said, they came and they stirred up the crowd and uh, Silas and Timothy remained and, and Paul went on to Athens. In other words, he had to reroute himself. He had to do it different than he thought. He didn't do it. You know, he got let down out of a basket at night. That wasn't his original plan. But aren't you glad that he didn't quit? Come on now. I'm here to tell you the plan of God and the greatness of the purpose of God is lived out one a step of faith at a, at a time. I was preaching at a church the other day, and I said this. I want to say it to you, and you remember it. Finishing the work of God is what every fight of faith in your life is about. Finishing the work of God is what every fight of faith in your life is about. So fight the good fight of faith. Oh, lay hold of eternal life. Don't let go of what God has said and, and move out. He'll build a road in the middle of the wilderness if he needs to. And so I read, I'll just do the rest of this. Uh, so I, I was reading the end of the story uh, to uh, uh, that, that uh, Charles Spurgeon as he was preaching. I can imagine as Charles Spurgeon was coming out of such a desolate, uh, desperate place when, when that happened in the beginning of his ministry. He found the key to doing the will of God. In the day of adversity, he knew, I stand up, I resist the devil, I declare the things of God, and I move on. I move on. Don't get stuck in the wrong place. Don't get stuck over something that happened 20 years ago. Let it go and build another road and do it with a shout of praise to God and move on out and be, listen, the way you finish is more important than the way you start. You're so concerned with what has happened and the word of God is all concerned with how you finish. Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You can't change the way things started, but you can change the way they end. So Charles Spurgeon said this. Oh, this is so good. Oh, my goodness. He said, beloved, let me feed your courage with the thought that your Lord and master has overcome. See him there before you. He with the thorn crown has fought the enemy and broken his head. Satan has been completed, completely worsted. That means defeated by the captain of your salvation. And that victory was your representative. See, that's something you just learned a few years ago. But, honey, that's something people who learn how to live for God find out every time. That victory was your representative. He fought and won it for you. Listen to this. You have to contend with a defeated foe, one who knows and feels his disgrace. Although he may fight with desperation, he does not fight with true courage, for his ultimate victory is beyond hope. Strike then, for Christ has struck him. Down with him, for Jesus has him under his feet. You, listen to this, you, even the weakest 
of all the host triumph for the captain has triumphed before you. The weakest. Listen, even at your weakest, I'm telling you, you have victory over your enemy. Even at your weakest, even at your weakest, you can stand in the evil day. Oh, I'm telling you, 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 you don't quite understand the value of being redeemed. Even at your weakest, that's not the time to shut the door and go into that place where depression tries to rule your life. That's the place where you lift up your voice to God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You've been praying about a lot of things. I challenge you to start praising about it more. I challenge you to. You say, why? One thing praise will do is it will help build a road, a new road, right over the rubble that was caused by the hindering work of the devil. Praise will do that. Because it'll carry you further. Sometimes when you're praying, you know, sometimes, you know, and I, know, I'm not, I know this church is good with this, so I'm not. But you just got to add some praise to those prayers. It'll help you get there. It'll help get there to a place. And it'll cause the activity of the supernatural to increase. Hallelujah. And you'll be one of those men or women who will be a testimony to the defeat of the devil. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Oh, Lord, we honor you. Oh, Jesus. I know this house is full of lives that you have touched. Help them to see the greatness of that work. In French, it sounds like this. Je chante louange à ton nom. Seigneur, louange à ton nom. Seigneur, car ton nom est grand et digne d'être loué. Je chante louange à ton nom. Seigneur, louange à ton nom. Seigneur, car ton nom est grand et digne d'être loué. I sing praises to your name. Your name 
our heaven. It could mean eternal life with the king or eternal damnation. It could mean the difference between a life in eternity that's lost. That's why I talk to people. Not because I always feel like it. But I wonder. I just wonder. I just wonder. We have an Egyptian boy who works for us. Man, young man. He's probably, I don't know, 25 or something. He's at Raymond now and he... And every time something happens over there, he, you know, I, I find out what's going on, what's really going on in the Middle East, what's going on in different places. And, well, he'll tell me. He tells me the truth. And he's not an extremist. He's not real extravagant. He's very quiet. But, boy, when it comes to the gospel, he's, he steps out. But he'll always tell me the truth. He said, you know those 21 Coptic Christians that they shot? No, they didn't shoot. They or, killed. They killed however they did it. He said that, he said they said that um, they, they started the rumor that they had been drugged because it's the only way they could explain their behavior before they were martyred. Because he said, now he said, because I told him, I said, well, I read that they were begging for their life. He said, that's not true. That's not true. See, they were from the area where he is from. And he said, no, that's not what they were doing. He said they were worshiping the Lord. And the glory of God was so strong. The ones that were killing them didn't know what to do. And, they, and they, they were overwhelmed, he said, because they were worshiping the Lord. He said they were rejoicing in the things, in the, the Lord so much it was overwhelming. So they started the rumor. Oh, they had drugged them. That's why they behaved so, you know, un, unexplainable. That's the reason. But they, he said they hadn't. He said that's just a rumor. And they were not begging for their life. They were worshiping the Lord. Oh, my goodness, saints. I'm here to tell you. Somebody in here tonight that the devil thought he was going to stop you, you're going to stop him instead. Whoa. Somebody in here tonight, let me just tell you, this meeting probably saved your life because you got your ears open and instead of you blaming God for the trouble in your life, you're going to start, see, the, the devil likes to hide. Well, you just, we just took the cover off tonight. And instead of letting him run over you, you're going to run over him as you yield your life to Jesus Christ. You see, every, every, every service, every service is important. I always feel like it might be my last one. This or is it might the be one I got right Or it might be your last one. So there was a Christian, a young Christian girl he came over you. from Egypt from um, with this just this last camp meeting. Friend of ours. And, and I, with, with, with our friend. And I said, I want to meet her. I want to meet her. And uh, I asked her, I said, well, could you write me something to the um, young people in the young America? People in, the, in, in America. I said, I, I'd like to know what your take on Christianity is. She says, as a Christian in Egypt, it's not legal to speak publicly or share your beliefs with others. If you do, it's on your own personal responsibility. They could expect to be physically abused or beaten or get arrested or put in jail. 
In one incident, while I was waiting in a subway station, I got a word of knowledge for a Muslim woman standing beside me about back pain. She told her, I told her that Jesus wants to heal her, but she didn't accept. Instead, she screamed in the station, this girl wants to make a Christian out of me and to reject my religion. Then she started to threaten me by beating me. Then she, then she said, I got delivered safely that day. But in spite of all that, there is a fire inside of this young generation in Egypt of sharing Jesus with people around them. In spite of all that. Telling you squirrel hell and dog heaven. Many of this young generation are seeing visions and dreams. Some have had divine visitations into heaven and hell. So said that divine visitations to heaven and hell so they cannot keep silent while people around them are heading to eternal destruction. Teenage Egyptian Christian girl. She said they cannot keep silent. She said, prayers and intercessions go for the sake of those who are destined to the eternal life that they may come to the knowledge of Jesus. To the younger generation in the USA, I say the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers in his harvest. Who has heard of such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Or shall a nation be brought forth in a moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. She said, God is looking for someone to stand in the gap for his or her nation and ask for their nation. God gave us the authority. He gave us the key for our nations to go and possess our lands and go and do it in boldness. It's your right. You, young generation, are like arrows in the hands of the warrior. Let him use you to bear fruit for eternity. Hallelujah. Sandra. Who says I answer it's, that? It's kind of sobering. Yeah. I don't mind being sober. We need to be sober. And I expect to see a huge turnout at the prayer meeting. And if you don't know what to do, just come get on your face and weep for the lost. Yes. The tears of a saint. Someone said, God doesn't answer weeping prayers. And I thought, you don't know about travail. The Bible says know. he holds those tears around the throne. You don't understand. I used to sit under Dad Hagen when he would start, when he'd go into that place and I, I would look at Lois and Ray and I'd say, I don't know where he's going, but I'm going there too. I loved it. I loved it. Church. Impact church. Do you really want to answer this end time call? We'll see. Let me ask you a question. Is there anyone in here tonight and you say, I've never made Jesus Christ Lord of my life? Maybe you came with a friend. Maybe you came yourself. But you say, I've never received Jesus as Lord. I don't know him. Maybe you were raised in a church or a denomination, but you've never made a decision. Jesus said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So I've never called on him. It's my Savior. 
but I'd like to do that tonight. And maybe you're here and you say, I haven't been, I haven't, I haven't been living my faith. You know what I'm talking about. And you at different levels, I understand. But tonight, the Spirit of God is here. Maybe He spoke to you about a place where you backed off because of a hindering work of the devil. We can't help it. But if you'll yield to him, he'll help you build a new road right over the rubble of that and then a shining example of a life that Jesus has redeemed. Maybe you're here and you say, I've never been filled with the Spirit. I've never spoke in other tongues. On the day of Pentecost, when they all were filled with the Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, the Bible says they were filled with power. You say, what is it about? When you're born again, you get filled with the life of God. When you get filled, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you get filled with the power of God. And it makes you a witness. We need the supernatural manifestation of the Spirit this hour. Amen? I crave it. So I'm asking you tonight. I can't live without it. Anybody like that? If that's you I on just, any of those I accounts, or... You just need to come to the altar. You just need to come. Maybe you're one of those people that you know you need to praise about a situation. Well, we'll praise with you. We don't have, you know, it just helps sometimes. You know, you just got to get with your company and just lift your voice. Oh, glory to God. You are Lord above heaven and earth. Oh, glory to God. And just for a minute, we won't take too long. I know what time it is. I just wonder if you know what time it is. But if that's you on any of those accounts, just get out of your chair and come to the altar right now. And as we sing this together, if that's you, if you brought somebody, just ask them if they'd like to come up. Come on, church. If that's you. Oh, glory, oh, Lord. Look, look around you see if oh, you recognize someone. You don't? Say, so do you know the Lord? You want to come? And greatly. Let's just sing it through once. That you just come on to the altar real quick here. I sing praises to your name. say do you know the Lord would you like to go down front would you like to be filled with the spirit pray in other tongues look around in the back you know look around you all around if someone Make says sure. I, I know I haven't received if you don't say, recognize talk to him I'll go say, with you I'll go with you you don't have to push but just say I'll go with you if you'd like make sure everyone is born again hallelujah so I'm going to ask this question 
how can I say it? I'm just trying to see if I want people to come forward or if I just want you to stay in your chair and I'll ask you the challenge. Make some arrangements to show up for prayer meeting. Well, I don't know what to do with the kids. Well, bring them down. Let them get in on it. They need to see people praying like that. Someone asked, told Jeannie Wilkerson, they said, we always, she was a prophet in the 80s, and we had the privilege of sitting under her, and whoa. Um, a lot of times that, those anointings will come on you, and when you go somewhere, that same thing will fall on others. But uh, they said, oh, you always look so nice and pretty and put together. And she said, Je Jeannie Wilkerson, she said she would go, aha, that's because you've never seen me on the battlefield. You know what she was talking about, don't you? The battlefield. Prayer. Lois is really pulling for praise. I'm really pulling for prayer. Obviously, there are people in here tonight that need to do step up one or the other. But wouldn't it be neat to see this church gather around at the altar and pray for the Lord of the harvest to send the laborers to the fields. Pray for the rain. Maybe you've never come before. Make plans. I don't know. When do you have prayer? Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Wow. Wow. Sounds like a good time to come. Seven, what, to eight? Is that what you usually do? Yeah. Yeah. If somebody wanted to, to move on, I'm sure you can go on. But listen, when you come, like when you come to a service, when you come to prayer, don't come just ready just like sit there and let's see what's happened. I mean, come in. I'm coming. You understand what I'm talking about? Let him come on you. Let him thrill you. You let him mm, let him work through you. Give yourself, yield yourself to him. People's too 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 much. They can't. They don't know how to yield. They don't know how to give themselves. That's why a lot of marriages sometimes you they don't know how to give themselves to one another. You got to give yourself to the things of the spirit. You've just gotta. You know what I mean, don't you, Steve? You just gotta give yourself. To, I don't know what's going to happen. Most of the time, I don't. But I just give myself to him. How do you want me to go? Oh, what, what, what do you want me to say? I'm not sure, but boy, I'll do whatever you, what you want me to. Just yield. And be, oh, hey, I just saw you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anyway, you've got to have the, um, you, you've, you've got to, Make yourself available and just come in here ready to go anywhere and just go for it. Go to a place you've never been before till you just lose yourself. Like <laughs> Catherine Kuhlman said, you've never really praised until you forgot about yourself. It's really true. I've been in praise where I just forgot about You've been in prayer where you forget. And listen, pray for a revival and an awakening.
and put your voices with someone tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. I remember Daisy Osborne, when her daughter asked her, you know, she said, who do you want for your music, for your serve, uh, memorial service? And she said, Cindy Duval, Shekinah Glory. And uh, LaDonna said, well, what if, what if she can't come? And she said she was very weak at that point. But she said she got very strong and leaned up and looked at her and said, she'll come. She knew something about me. I didn't know about myself. And in all her services, she would say, change your schedules. If you've made plans, make new ones. Hallelujah. I didn't realize what she was trying to say, but I knew it was important. I thought, she's trying to get us because when she drove down the city streets in the city of Tulsa the first time, and she said, I looked over and I saw a mosque. And the girl that was driving with her, she always had uh, girls that traveled with her and stuff. She said she looked at her and she shook her head. And she said, oh, not here, Lord. Maybe we'll get enough Christians after everybody. Amen. Christian TV or whatever, you know. Praise the Lord. She just shook her head. Change your schedule. She would tell people, change your schedule. Change it. Change it. Change it. She knew. Things were getting ready to be interesting. sorry if I didn't do all the th what I was supposed to about some certain things but Lord I want another chance if I have to lock myself up in my house for 10 years I'll do it whatever you say I will change my schedule If you say, if you say and agree that you want to be a part of what God's doing, and I know not everybody is here as a, a member of this church, but just in support of this, if this is, if it's in your heart, you say, I want to help support the prayer meetings of your members of this church. I want to help support the move of God here. And if it's in your church, the same thing. I want you to just remain standing or stand to your feet. If you want to be a part, you're yielding your life to the Lord in this. In, in, and I know, I know we, we do it all the time, but there's something about doing it corporately. Uh, sometimes we can open up some things that we didn't know, uh, you know, help from heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we, 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 we stand tonight as the church. 
as the church of Jesus Christ together. And we thank you for what you've done and the work of the cross and your glorious resurrection. And, oh, Lord, we want to join our hearts together in even a, a greater unity. For we know that Satan always hates Christian ministers to come together. Christian fellowship, it is his policy to keep us apart. But, oh, Lord, we know your policy is to unite us as one so that we can demonstrate the victory and the life and the, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to our world. So we lay aside those things that would try to hinder and keep us off the path that you've called us to. And with our voice together as one, we say yes, Lord, to your will and your plan. Jesus' name. I want to read this one last thing. I was looking it up. It's a, a prophecy from Dad Hagen. And I've never heard this before. I haven't seen it, you know, going around the circles, you know. It says, you live in the midst of tragedy and darkness and in a world of turmoil and discontent. You've seen tragic hours in your own nation, and you'll see more. It hasn't all come to pass yet. Hmm. It hasn't all been fulfilled yet, for hatred shall run away. And strife shall be on every hand. <sighs> Wicked men, evil men, shall seek their, that which satisfies the flesh and shall desire to have their own way. Politicians shall speak lies and shall rather seek to, to their own gain and to their own end and not to the gain of the people. And so there are dark days ahead for you in your own nation and surely they shall come that year and the next year and then getting darker and darker and darker. But you need not be fearful nor be dismayed for in the midst of darkness the light shall shine. We're different. There's nothing casual about a Holy Ghost Christian. We're different. We don't walk in hate. We walk in love. People think we hate because we're trying to show them the right way to live. And they say, oh, you're a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I'm just trying to let you know. You know, hallelujah. We love you. That's why we're doing that. Well, that's what they said about the guys. They said, man, you know, those guys are in Acts, the book, the book of Acts, and it says, well, now I said, you've been over here disturbing their city, and now you're in our city trying to disturb us and, and, and call everything, every, you know, disturb, call everything wrong, the things we like. You know, they're like, <laughs> all they were doing was preaching the gospel. <laughs> it's called squirrel hell. It's called, yeah, it's called squirrel hell. Because the principalities oh, and powers are over that place, you know, they, they want to rule, but we don't, we're not going to let them. We, we call it, we're calling them down. The Hallelujah. Yes, I understand. You understand what I'm saying? Well, we have red, yellow, black, and white in here. We love each other. We're not moved by what other people say. I'm not moved by going to Germany and that, you know, when my, some of my people were left there, the Jews, I didn't blame, when I went to Germany, I didn't blame them. They didn't do it. Am I making any sense? I was there to preach the gospel and to love on those people. And I remember, I'll never forget, this, uh, this man came up to me, German descent, and he had tears in his eyes. He was an older man. He'd been, he knew what was going on in World War II. He'd been around. He said, thank you so much for coming and giving us a chance. And I'm thinking, what do you mean giving you a chance? I'm preaching the gospel. 
You didn't do nothing to me. (laughs) The truth is, I feel sorry for people who don't see that. Because their world is so small when they could have a whole bunch of relationships because the resurrection brought us relationships, not just with Jesus, but with one another. And they're just closing off their world. Praise the Lord. But it could be so big because your world is only as big as the people you let into it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's been a good Easter, hadn't it? Anybody got anything? Praise the Lord. Anybody, you got? Pastor. Oh, you, did you get something tonight? Is that? Did anybody Anybody get anything? And you know what? The pastor raised his hand. And I want to tell you something about this church. (laughs) I am so glad the pastor raised his hand. Because years ago, I purposed in my heart, if we didn't get anybody else, we were going to get the pastors. And if you get the pastor's wife, you can come back to the church as many times as you want. We learned that a long time ago, too. That's why I always say, I love you, Angel. I love you. We're not stupid. Cindy. But I do have a word for you, Angela. You will live long and you will live strong. And you will finish the work of God on this earth. And then when you're satisfied, as should the Lord tarry, then and only then, then and only then, then and only then, Will you leave? Oh, I forgot Nate wasn't there. Come here, Nate. Oh, you weren't there. You were, I guess you were somewhere else when I was praying for everybody. Did you know I prayed for all the, your brother? You did? Hallelujah. Do marvelous things with this young man, Lord. Surprise us. Let everybody say, well, I, oh, I didn't know he was going to do that. I didn't know he was going to turn out to be that way. I mean, man, that's, the, that's almost the quietest one in the bunch. I didn't realize he was going to do that. Anointing, Lord. From this day forward, that will increase and increase and increase. And his little heart will be so filled and so full. And he'll speak to you and he'll listen to you. Woo! Oh, and the people won't even know what's going on. But he and Jesus will know. But they'll have this relationship that will be deeper and richer and stronger than people even realize, but he'll know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You have anything? You have anything, Angela? Anybody? Steve, you got something? Your darling wife, Steve? And that what old Robert used to say, my darling wife. Anybody have anything? You got something? You got something? You got something? Are you sure you don't have anything? You don't, you have any potato friends? All my friends are drinking friends. Remember that? What's that? All my friends are pickle friends. Oh, yes. All her friends are pickle friends. She didn't quite get it, but I love it. Don't you? We were singing that song. Remember last time we were here? All my friends are drinking friends. Praise the Lord. She said, all my friends are potato friends. (laughs) We've told that everywhere we've gone. She's famous. Oh, gosh. You can sit down for just a minute. Pastor's going to come up.
Oh, I think. Hallelujah. Believe. Come on up, Pastor. Oh, praise, praise the Lord. Lord. I just want everybody to just lift your hands and go, Lord, I'm yours. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. My life is not my own. The past is past. I want a revival. I want an awakening. And you can count on me to pray it in. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, tonight, the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. I'm talking about in here. Said some things to you. You sat in this service tonight, and the Holy Ghost didn't say anything to you. You're just dead. And I don't believe that. I believe everybody here, the Spirit of God spoke to you about some things. Keep those things fresh. Uh, you know, some people in, in some places of the world, in history and now, the devil fights them by, you know, trying to take their lives. The average Christian today loses a victory just by being distracted. Just being distracted over the silliest things. The enemy will try to distract you from what he said to you tonight. And you have to fight for what the Spirit of God speaks to you. You have to fight for it. Like I said, most people, the, the biggest fight you have to do is just stop being distracted. Don't be distracted by some stupid TV show. Don't be distracted by some uh, silly thing that you have scheduled. Don't be distracted. Take what the Holy Ghost said to you tonight and fight for it. Keep it and nurture it. Feed it. How do you do that? By praying. Praying in the Spirit. Just feeding on the Word and, and, and nurturing what He said on the inside of you. Even if you don't understand what He said. You don't understand the full uh, import of what, of what He said. Just nurture that. Just nurture that. Just pray in the Spirit and thank God and worship Lord. Spend time worshiping Him and keep what He give, gave you tonight. It'll grow. It'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. It'll take you places you can't even dream of tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Great things are happening. Great things are happening. And we're in the middle of it. Yes. Hallelujah. We're not on the outside looking in. We're in the middle of it. Great things are happening in our lives now. Not some, This is what we've been praying about for years. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. Praise God. Woo, glory to God. Oh, when he says that, you say it too. Yeah. Yeah. Praise We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.